0: Power 98.7 Podcast. Power Lunch with Avilele Somi. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. On Power 98.7. Now, we're talking.
1: Indeed. If you're catching us in Soweto in the south of Johannesburg, you're catching us in on 103.6 and let me thank you for making the time. DSTV Audio channel 889 and also on our website powerfm.co.za. It is Power Lunch on Power 987. Let me just wrap up with uh, some of the tweets that you have sent through. Hey, some of them really funny. Zibuse Kunen is saying, what about the stories taken from here and turned into movies? Hmm? Uh, you might remember the, the situation between, uh, it was said that Beyonce wanted to take on the story of Sarah Bartman. Uh, We we later got to find that she had said, no, that's not true or whatever the case may be, but quite true. Many, many stories that uh, we know that come from Africa that... uh are taken and, you know, they're made into big blockbusters and, and what about us? What about us? Uh, Titus Baloy comes with a very interesting one, saying, language is a key part of any culture. Let the Queen start getting royalties for the use of the English language. Uh, is that not as a result of colonization and imperialism? But anyway, yeah, your view is your view. And thank you so very much for sharing it. Time now is nine minutes past two o'clock and uh, we move on to another conversation, a really important one. Our very first, first installment of Money Matters, talking uh, about personal finance. And and today we're zeroing in on how to clean up your credit record. Uh, we have a personal story as well. Maureen Magali uh, will be joining us also on the line to share her personal story in, in, in her journey as far as cleaning up a, cre- a credit record is concerned. But uh, Certified Finance, financial planner from financial planning institute Gerald Mwandiambira hope i said that correctly joining us uh, on the line to uh, really really tackle how it is that we begin this journey of cleaning up our credit rating thank you so very much for joining us welcome uh, Gerald
2: Good afternoon, Nathalele, and good afternoon to all the Power FM listeners.
1: An absolute pleasure to have you. You know, uh, I've been saying that I personally have been on a journey to try and better my relationship with money, better my relationship with debt and credit and all of that, and I would hope that, uh, you know, we will touch someone out there with this particular subject. Let's uh, go into the first issue of, of really just understanding where you stand as far as your credit record is concerned. A lot of us, it's quite uncomfortable for us to go there and really, realize how bad the situation is Uh, so we avoid it altogether but how important is it that we are aware of just what it what it looks like as far as your credit record is concerned
2: um, it's very important for all all, all citizens to really know your credit record. Your credit record is really how you conduct yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, some people also use the, ter- the term interchangeably with a credit score. Yeah. Now, what's, what it means is simply when you enter into a financial contract, how well do you conduct yourself in mm. meeting those obligations? Yeah. For most people, that really is the first problem in that when they enter into financial contracts, they don't see it like a contract. Yeah. They see it like... I said I'll pay on the 25th, I'll pay if I can, yeah. or this month, grand. I'll give them 10 rand <laughs> r- less because yeah. it's round, I'm rounding it up. Yeah. What we must all realize firstly is that we enter into contracts mm. and contracts are bound by financial planning law and they are legal documents. And how you conduct yourself is what influences your credit worthiness. Mm. Now, the most important thing we must also realize is that your credit record is your name. Mm -hmm. It's a reflection of you as a person. It's not about how I pay, in it's about how the world views you. And we need to start taking ownership about our reputation and our name in the world. And if somewhere out there it's it's recorded that you are not a good payer, that's a bad sign. Now, everyone has a right to access their credit record once a year. Mm Mm-hmm through any of the credit bureaus. And uh, that simply lists all the debt you have, how you have been paying. And sometimes you get nasty surprises where you know stuff, things which you never took out appear. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have the horror stories, which we often hear of. But everyone has that right. Take, make use of that right, see what's going on. Mm -hmm. In other more developed countries, they actually give you a number, which is called a credit score, which rates you in terms of how well have you been doing. Now in South Africa, it's different because every credit bureau scores you differently Um, so they don't come up with a single number but there are plans in place to start consolidating that information and the other challenge is that not every credit bureau works with the same financial institutions so what is held at bureau a is not necessarily what's at b that further complicates the matter but how to improve your credit score is simply this meet your obligations pay on time Now, paying on time means you have a neutral score every month. It looks good. If you really want to push that credit rating up, pay more than is required Mm. because that then gives the financial institution confidence in you in knowing that you are a person who basically – um, pays on time and beyond and above that, you pay more. Yeah. So that means that you're a good client. These are the people who you see and envy who change cars at will. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like they just walk into dealerships <laughs> and the cars come out. Hmm. But it's because they have a good credit score. They've yeah. got a record which shows that they pay. And often, if you pay more and pay earlier than required, so mm. if you've got a contract which is 12 months, if you pay it off within eight months and in those eight months you are paying more, it greatly enhances how you look to the credit, on your credit, on your credit ranking, or your yeah. credit score. Yeah. Um,
1: That's l- let, let, Let's now talk about, uh, you know, w- how one even acquires a credit score, credit rating, uh, or credit record. Um, is is Can I say that if I have zero debt, that I have a good credit score? Because uh, I'm, I'm of the view, or my understanding is that you need to actually have debt. <laughs> it, you that need is, to that, have that debt is, in... Is, it,
2: to some extent, that is a bit of a misconception okay, because, right. yes, they say go open a store account, and let's see how account you and, or take a cell phone. Yeah. That is one way of creating a history. Yes, right. your credit rating can only be judged if you manage credit. But right. on, on the other side of that, if you mm-hmm. open some of the savings accounts which are available, they also report to credit bureaus. So if you're saving well, that also reflects well on you. So often what I would recommend is that If you don't need debt, don't go take out debt for Mm. the sake of a credit score. Mm. Rather have a savings account which is linked to your bank account where you pay in religiously every month because that means when you do need to borrow, you can easily get credit from your bank to start with Mm -hmm. because they know you best, they know how much you earn, and they know your behavior. Um, I think it's, it's a bit of a misinformation when people are told go open store card account simply to get credit because Mm -hmm. that doesn't make sense. It defies logic. Mm -hmm. Um, But yet it is important to show that you can do something. So often if you don't have any credit history rather take your bank statements or take your savings account statement and show it to the lender and they will be able to oblige and and assist you.
1: Wow. Uh, And and it's quite important that we allow our listeners as well to be a part of the conversation. Perhaps they too have had issues with trying to navigate their ways around credit and how they manage it, you know, uh, and if they have a personal story that they would like to share, if they have come out on the other side smelling of roses, we want to hear that as well. Uh, someone who has a personal story joining us uh, is Maureen Magelli, who would like to share with us her journey uh, as far as cleaning up her credit record is concerned. Maureen, thank you so very much for making the time and welcome to Power Lunch. Thank you
3: and um, welcome to um, the Power uh, Power. People. Oh yeah, bong.
1: Uh let's now talk about um the effects that having a bad credit record had on you personally.
3: Well, it was um a shock of my life mm-hmm. and to realise that I was in that um uh, default scenario yeah. whereby I had to go and, and, and look for a debt review mm-hmm. and whereby the debt review was taking their own time yeah. to attend to my issues, you know, not mm-hmm. paying the credit cards or not communicating with me regarding the um, agreement, or the you know when when they do a budget for you, yeah, uh, yeah, as a, as a debt review client, and mm. um, certain things were not followed, and certain things were not communicated to me as a client, yeah. And you realize at a later stage that uh, there are a few things that are not done, and you finally getting to a point of getting to um or is it through judgment mm. when you check your credit mm-hmm. record, you get a surprise that. Now I've got a, a, a judgment, and you didn't even know about it. It's, wow. it's because uh, um, the negligent people they just sneaking, and 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 on the other hand, as a client, you not being um, notified that mm. the things that you should look. Look, yeah. I'll, uh,
1: I'll, uh, tell me, tell me how then you turned things around. How did you manage to turn things around? Um, once you were aware of all of these things and irregular irregularities that were happening, uh, as far as your debt review, uh, you know, issues or concerned, how did you manage to to turn things around?
3: Well, you know what I did in my scenario was to speak to my clients. Mm-hmm. At at one stage, I I, I was on a, a program called um, what is this? Now it's gone um this Choco.
1: okay okay yeah. yeah and and
3: and i was on tv with regards to to to, to my dad mm. but one thing i've learned is that when you see that things are not going your your way, um you have to uh speak to your debtors yeah. and make sure that they're getting payments because sometimes your debt review will tell you that the payment has gone through or mm. they will send you a statement that your payment has been gone through. But when you check with your um your creditors you find out that the agreement amount was not um sent through mm. to your creditors mm. and you are falling behind or you 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 going high on um on, what is this? Interest. Right, right. The, yeah the actual okay. amount was not.
1: Mm. Okay, let's, uh, let's leave it there with uh, Maureen and, and take your calls on 0861 000, talking about uh, cleaning up your credit record. Perhaps you have a personal story that you would like to share. Uh, maybe you have managed to do away with a lot of debt in your life and, and you were able to come out on the other side spelling of roses or maybe just a personal experience as far as um, how much of a burden it is to have uh, a bad credit record and how much that's impacted you. I, I do know of people who've lost out on job opportunities as a result of mm-hmm. a very, very poor credit record. So we'd love to hear from you sharing your story on 0861987000 tweet at PowerFM987 and tweet at Miss Apelele. Dominic, you're joining us from Four Ways. Welcome.
4: Hi, Miss Apelele. Hi. Yes, uh, no so on the on on the point around credit records, so number one, I'd like to say that it is absolutely criminal that we would limit people's employment opportunities because Mm. of bad credit records. Mm. In my mind, it is counterintuitive that if a person is in debt, we'll then deny them an opportunity to make amends for the situation that we got them
1: into.
4: Uh, Secondly, having been a person, so I used to be employed full-time, human resources, big package, and it's very easy to manage your debt when you know exactly when it is you'll get paid and how much you'll get paid. Mm-hmm. However, I've found that there's quite an insidious system in South Africa where when you're self-employed, you're getting the work you're doing the invoices, and yeah. your clients then do not pay on time. Two months, three months, four months go by. Mm. However, the credit rating agencies will not take that into account. Mm. If mm. you haven't paid, it's literally that you have not paid.
1: Yeah. Where yeah.
4: your clients did not pay you, and therefore you're not able mm. to honor your debts, they mm. do not care. Yeah. And if, for example, someday I decided, okay, I'm tired of this business thing, I'd like to go back to being an employee, yeah. what that system actually does is actually it punishes you mm. for having debt to go out and try to be self-sufficient.
1: Quite true quite true Um, uh, Gerald thank you so much Dominic uh, for sharing that with us Uh, very key points that you're raising there Gerald I'm pretty sure it's, it's something that you've heard before
2: Yes, definitely, I think the, the employment scenario I think that is I agree totally with Dominic. I think yeah. unless you're going into a financial job in the banking sector yeah. Yeah. or a job that re- involves you being stewardship over financial matters, mm. it shouldn't matter mm. how you conduct your financial affairs, mm. but it all goes back down to how other people view it. it's how mm. you respect yourself. it's yeah. your name, yeah. you know just like Maureen went and entrusted her name with a debt review agency and expected them to do it, they didn't have any obligation to do that. it's not their name. Therefore, even if you're under debt review, you need to check and follow up and make sure that what they say they're doing they're actually doing because, unfortunately, many people end up with even worse scenarios um, mm-hmm. because of that. Another issue around um, Dominic, perhaps for and other business and entrepreneurs out there, if you are running a business and you do a lot of invoices which are approved, perhaps you have contracts. Yeah. There is the service called debt factoring. Mm-hmm. There are companies which offer that. Um, if you are struggling with people paying you, perhaps you should look at getting some of your debt factored, which mm-hmm. means that you sell your debts to someone else and they pay you that amount, and at least it makes you that your cash flow is always intact because remember your credit um, record doesn't only affect yourself it also affects your company Mm. so you can also do an ITC check Mm. on a company so you we just need to really start taking our names very seriously and budgeting and if if we're struggling pick up the phone that's one of the Mm. biggest things which we do is that we 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 go into a shell and we hide. Yeah. We don't want to talk to yeah. the creditors. We don't want to you know, I, I'm not opening the letter, but the letter has important information. Yeah. It's telling you, you know, we've <laughs> given you an extension. You can pay later. Or sometimes the letter even says, if you pay less quickly, we'll yeah. Yeah. cancel the rest. But because you never opened the letter, mm. usually you, you never find I out. Never find so out. I, I, I think it is a big issue, Apelene, and I think that. We just need to 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 really be conscientious about our name and where we sign our name. Some contracts we go into are really unnecessary. Some credit agreements which we take up, we are guilty of of overexpending ourselves.
1: Let's go to Tabo, who's calling us from Pretoria. Hi, Tabo.
0: Hi, I'm good, how are you.
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: All right, man. <laughs> um, you know, I, I wanna I wanna concur with the previous caller who called.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: On on the fact that, you know, Mm. when I grew up, I took myself to school, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And um, when I completed, unfortunately, we went through a retrenchment. Mm. Mm. And I was handling my dad very well, and then I had the highest score ever. Yeah. You can ever imagine. Yeah. And Mm. you go to talk to to, to the banks and you talk to people who you owe money to. Mm. They tell you, no, if you're retrenched, uh, the company is is dissolved and all that, all that, all that, all, all that information. Go back the specific documenti- documentation they need. You go back up LLA, the company, the guys, they're not there anymore. There's, mm. there's a security guard and you're not allowed to come in and then no proper documentation was given whatsoever. Sure. And then you cannot prove that you were retrenched and all of those, so- wow. all of those sorts.
4: Wow. And Ooh. then
0: you ended up being blacklisted. Him, I was struggling for about four or five years pulling myself through school. When you go back and try, to go back into the system and try to make amends for yourself, they tell you, you're blacklisted. we cannot hire you. You're gonna steal money." And I was doing finances, and you wow. cannot go into the financial industry. Mm-hmm. You're gonna steal money, mm-hmm. and part of it is not my fault. Yeah. You call- I think perhaps maybe it can be reviewed and be looked for. And there must be exceptions as well, you know? Because we we don't get ourselves into debt because we want to. Very true.
1: Very true. Thank you for sharing that with us, uh, Tabo. Let's take uh, Mike, who's calling us from Bramley as well. Hi, Mike. Mike? Mike, are you there? Okay, I think we're having a little bit of, problem, of a problem with uh, with Mike's line there. But uh, just to come back to you, didn't and, and and talk about um, debt review and debt counselling and all of those kinds of things, uh, I can imagine that that uh, you know the court deciding that you're unable to take care of your debt does not do your credit record any favors.
2: Definitely, we need to understand the process. Um, when you take out a credit agreement, normally under the law, you get ninety days to always be up to date. Right. So you can go three months behind and you'll you, you be fighting with them. You phone each other, but don't let that third month pass because yeah. after the third month, then the horror stories pass mm. happens because mm. often creditors then pass the debt to the attorneys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Once
2: it's in the hands of the attorney, they then try and get hold of you to make arrangements. Mm-hmm. And because you're not opening your letters, you think you're being smart. Mm. They then go to the court and then they get a judgment, which they call a court judgment. Yeah. Now, When once that is done, that's that's now a court record against your name, which you not only have to clear with the credit bureau, you also have to go back to the court and ask them to rescind it, because it's it's like having a a criminal record, except it's it's a civil judgment on how you manage your money. Mm. What we need to do is, when we are struggling in debt, try and make that arrangement early. The process of debt review happens, let's say after 90 days, you are still struggling. You talk to a company which is registered under the National Credit Act, and then what they do is they register you and register you at court to say this person is saying they're struggling with their mm. finances mm. so we're going to pay and manage their money for them and they renegotiate some of your payments you pay less. In return you say I'm not going to take out more debt and you have right. to put up your cards. Right. You stay on that process until you've caught up and once you've caught up or if you get a better job you can basically take yourself off debt review. Mm. But debt review prevents the last action from happening which is the court judgment. Right. And that's one thing we must always try and bear in mm. mind that the courts are there to protect you. You can go and talk to the magistrate and say, sir, I can only pay this amount. And you can prevent the court judgment. So even when you're told your court date is on this day, don't not go. Yeah. Rather go present yourself to the magistrate and then explain your circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I sympathize with the last caller as well around um, the job, the job story. Usually mm-hmm. from what I know from an HR perspective, you need to tell them, prior to the interview. So if you're dealing with an agency, tell them your story so that when they Mm. present you as a candidate to the employer, they they already already. know you have an impaired Mm. credit history. Mm. So by seeing you, you're not going to be prejudiced. The problem is that most people keep quiet until the job offer stage when they're now doing an ITC check, and then they come with a long story of how it happened. So what I would say is full disclosure. When you are talking to employers, or an agent say, look, I have got this record. This is the story. This is what happened. And then you can even commit to in writing or write an affidavit that once I start getting employed, I'm going to get myself out of debt, right. and I'll provide proof to my employer within three or six months yeah. that I've done that. So there are ways around it. But unfortunately, I think the the biggest um, challenge to us is the information which is available Mm. and what to do when we get into that situation.
1: Just quickly, uh, Gerald, if if we can, just talk about, you know, if you are blacklisted, if you are under debt review, how long would it take for you to be squeaky clean again? How long would the the, the process of of really just ridding yourself of all that uh, that debt and and, and just that whole nasty place, how long would that take?
2: When you're under debt review, it's simply a matter of until you've cleared or settled the debt. Okay. Um, yeah, court judgment again. Um, I think it's, it's after seven, eight mm-hmm. years you can go and get it rescinded or taken off the court roll. Yeah. But usually, the only way to take yourself off the court is to prove that you've actually paid. And that's another thing. Let's let's stop being dodgers.
3: Yeah. If you
2: got yourself into that situation, pay it, settle it, get mm-hmm. out of it, and mm-hmm. move on. And and that's, that's the most important part. But last year, they passed what they call the National Credit Amendment Act, mm-hmm. where they amended the act. And what that act also now states is that, if, for example, if you have a debt and they haven't contacted you for three years, it's no longer valid, okay? Wow. So, so, so but remember, what often happens is the call center calls you and says, Apelele, uh, it's me calling from Baribane Company. And I drop the phone. <laughs> 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 well, you better drop the phone because if you if you acknowledge the debt, the three years start again. Oh, course, yeah. um,
1: so, a, so up- a quick one, uh, Gerald, because unfortunately we are out of time. Uh, those who wish to, you know, take a proactive uh, role in really just understanding how bad their credit score and their credit record is, where can they access that kind of information?
2: Okay, the first step is just to do a Google search on South African Credit Bureau, okay, and then. Call up your credit score and see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Contact all the people you owe and just make arrangements. Right. Um, if Usually by the time you check up on your credit record, the matters are always with the attorneys. Yeah. You need to call those attorneys and try and make arrangements because attorneys actually, um, because they have nothing to lose, often they'll take even 25% of what you owe if you offer it as a lump sum. But you need to be able to at least put yourself into that position. That's the first step. Um, If you find things on your credit um, uh, report, which are not you, somebody's used your identity, you've got three cell phones, and yet you're only holding one, Mm. Um, you need to immediately contact um, the South African Fraud Prevention Bureau, Mm -hmm. um, South African Fraud Fraud Prevention Service, and what they would then do is register you onto their database and start helping you to start clean up um, your, your score because sometimes this is often closely linked to identity theft.
1: Wow. Let's leave it there. And let me thank you so very much uh, for your energy and your passion. I could feel it as well. Uh, that is a certified financial planner from the Financial Planning Institute, Gerald Mwandiambira.